0: Have you had a busy week in the market? Not had time to catch up with the latest trends? Well, welcome to Cloud9fin, our suite of podcasts where we bring you the need-to-know information on deals, documentation, ESG, and we deep dive into the themes showing up in the high-yield, leveraged loans, and restructuring spaces. We also have our US podcast, which features discussions with members of the North American Levfin market, with US editor Will G. Smith, so be sure to check in every second Thursday for that. I'm Catherine Hidalgo, a loans reporter at Ninefin, and I'll be your host for today when we'll be speaking to Owen Sanderson, a acting Levfin editor and securitisation reporter here at Ninefin, to get a picture of CLO demand for new issuance. But first, a look into what's happening this week in European leverage finance issuance remains slight, with Aviosis and our Chroma in market with sub-1 billion euro deals, but the secondary market seems busier than ever. BWIC volume reached more than the 500 million euro mark with a slate of auctions, the largest of which was a 140 million euro one due on Wednesday. Alongside a poor set of financial figures released this week by Swiss-based beauty company Oriflame, CFO Gabriel Bennett announced he will be leaving his position. The company has reported consecutive quarters of revenue decline and continuously shrinking margins. Earnings at Australian cancer treatment chain Genesis Care continue to disappoint. The troubled business is expected to run out of money this year if the current trajectory for EBITDA and cash generation continues, say lenders. French premium foods firm Library temporarily allayed lender concerns on liquidity in its all-important December 2022 results released last week. However, many remain concerned on how working capital swings and low stock will impact the upcoming Easter period. Our Logitech, the Monaco-based ports and logistics firm, has requested a three-month maturity extension from holders of its 8.5% 2023 Suns due to the 29th of March. The company is offering to increase the coupon to 10.25% for the duration of the extension. And finally, as earnings season heats up, Iceland's disposal of its Republic of Ireland stores will not have a significant impact on the group, both in terms of the transaction itself, nor the contribution to the group's revenue and EBITDA, as the business was loss-making according to an IR spokesperson. Further details on the transaction will be released alongside Iceland's FY23 financials. Next up, I am with securitisation icon and acting Levfin editor Owen Sanderson. Thanks very much for being with us today, Owen.
1: A pleasure as always, Kat.
0: Um, So today we're doing our deep discussion, where we discuss a topic a little bit more deeply, on demand in the CLO market.
1: Basically what I wanted to talk about is the very strange supply and demand picture that we're seeing, I think, at the moment in CLOs and leverage loans. It's always a symbiotic relationship between the two markets and it's really, really out of whack at the moment. Um CLO issuance is almost as as strong as it's ever been. I think there's supposed to be six deals pricing this week alone. So, you know, call that. Uh, best part of two and a half yards of new CLO supply. Um, I think 10 or more deals currently in market. Um, I think there's been, yeah, three just in the last couple of days printing. So really, really strong issuance environment uh, in the CLO market. Um, The tricky question is, what are all these guys going to buy? Um, Because the loan market is... Uh not dead, but kind of resting um Definitely what we're resting. seeing is yes small small add-ons, hundred and fifty million there, two hundred million here, um maybe there'll be an a and e which will have again small amounts of new money, yeah, a couple of hundred million, so this is not gonna match a sort of c l o issuance that's you know getting into the sort of four mm-hmm. billion, maybe five kind of number, so yeah, where do these guys find assets? Um, the only sort of obvious answer is the the secondary market, but um, it's not a secret that there's this many CLOs out there. Loan trading desks know this, brokers know this, um, loan, mar- loan markets are kind of illiquid, so things get bid up very, very quickly when they see this kind of environment. So I think a lot of these CLOs are really, really going to struggle to buy the assets they want at levels that are compelling unless they've um, already got those warehouses filled.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we've already seen credits really come far from where they were in 2022, right? Does that mean that, are you saying that CLOs might not be viable if they're pricing right now? Or will they not be as good value as perhaps they might have been a couple of months ago?
1: Well, a couple of months ago had its own problems. Um, but yeah, we, we saw this kind of dynamic play out a couple of times in in 2022. Uh, where essentially CLO issuance got a bit ahead of the loan market, but the loan market repricing tends to run ahead of the CLO market repricing. So you're kind of squeezing the return available um, to those CLO equity providers. Um, so I think that, that probably constrains the kinds of managers that can actually come to market. So it'll be managers that have equity already locked up, in a risk retention fund or something like that or perhaps they have they're a new-ish manager or just getting started and they really really need to print, they need to get some AUM under their belt they need to validate that there's a viable um, you know CLO business there even if kind of there isn't um, maybe some of these guys are hoping that they can they can reset um, down the road and, and just get the AUM now and kind of figure out the liability cost later but yeah it's it's going to be tough for the guys that have to go out there and raise new third-party equity because the, the returns for this vintage are not looking strong on, on the current asset liability situation
0: so what what's pricing like for liabilities right now
1: at the senior level we're talking 175 um there was one deal i think from a vesco that printed through that but the last few have been around that Obviously, the tricky thing is if you have this much supply, there's there's no real way that that's going to take a leg tighter. There's a limited number of uh, CLO buyers in the European universe, and they've got a lot of deals to choose from right now. They've got no compelling reason to chase any given manager tighter. Um, they can sit back and have their pick of um, yeah, double-digit uh, numbers of new issue. So... Yeah, I think we're stuck stuck at these levels or maybe even take a leg wider if, if this kind of, level of supply continues.
0: What do you think triggered this big wave? Was it because I, I read that Nochu might be getting back into the market?
1: I believe Two is and uh, possibly some other Japanese accounts as well um, have been looking at kind of repacked CLO notes. Um, but that's kind of a big... It's not a fantasy, but it's something the CLO market is perpetually hoping for. You know, the the at least the manager, top tier manager community that Nochu you can buy, that show that'll show up in size and buy miles through the market. I don't think the cavalry is coming. Um if No Two is there, it's gonna be there. But on market terms it's not gonna to want to chase chase things massively tighter. I think probably some of its pent up um issuance demand from, from the back end of last year, you know, typically um markets in november december are, are in worse shape than in january and we've seen a very strong open to the year some pretty good prints uh triple a's were i think 200 220 at the back end of last year um now as i say the uh, 175 so that's there's been a pretty decent rally and managers have wanted to jump in on that yeah. and if two managers had jumped in, in that we'd be great because we've got 10 we've got this weird technical imbalance right so up to the left in bankers get some new issue lbo's going please guys
0: how much do they watch this specific technical and and how much can it actually drive people to come and issue how how much do they look at you know see the clo demand and think wow this could really help our pricing
1: uh i would think that a lot of the leverage capital markets desks are loving these conditions but Frankly, they depend on the sponsor community to go out and buy some businesses. They can't manufacture new issue LBO product from, from whole cloth. They either need underwritten transactions that they have on their books um, or they need sponsors to go out and do stuff. They they see the demand. They know they can sell deals. Where are the deals?
0: Mm. It is strange. We've had this kind of macro rally. Um, you, you, you think they would be getting out there and, and buying a bit more, don't you think?
1: Um, I think you're probably right, Kat. but there's a time lag on on these things, you know, say um, CFO of a, of a big listed business decides in January that things are looking good and they're going to finally sell that division that they've been, that's been hanging around. So, you know, they talk to some bankers, get a process underway, launch an auction, kind of now uh, you run an auction a couple of months, get some financings in place you're still not talking about probably a syndicated loan deal until well into into the second quarter um so i think there's just there's just not that way you just can't can't get a large cap lbo off the ground out of nothing like you see we've had some add-on stuff like companies that have had specific opportunistic things have been able to get financings away for that but that's getting you your 100 million 200 million tickets and we need, we need billions, guys. Mm.
0: The only I think the only new issue deal out there right now is the DSM carve-out, um, which is basically like a year old now. It's been sitting on balance sheets for forever. Um, how far do your refis get you if we're seeing more A&Es turn into straight refis?
1: Well, that's kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul, um, to, to use a, a cliche. You're kind of um you're refining from somewhere so maybe some of these these newly ramped or new issue clo vehicles can get into that but that's going to be paying back um some old um clo's maybe they're still in reinvestment but actually quite like to stay stay invested um even if they're out of reinvestment period typically the manager doesn't like to get repaid super quick they'd they'd rather kind of keep the carry from from outstanding loans if if they're performing so yeah just not necessarily much new money in those in those refiles
0: right we're, we're seeing quite a few bwik but again that that probably wouldn't really fill the void
1: yeah there's there's been more decent Bwick flow and um i'd expect a bit more to come you know probably not from the clo community but um maybe the more opportunistic money that's been active in leverage loans maybe some basically some guys that bought the dip last year would probably be looking to take profits kind of now um you know this is good but the the clo market is the majority of demand for european leverage finance and yeah it's going to be just a few few drops in a very large pond
0: If you do want to read more about some of these situations head to ninefin.com slash insights where you can see some of our content in front of the paywall or you can drop us an email at team at ninefin.com. We're always keen to hear your suggestions for topic ideas, your comments on our discussion and your feedback on the platform. If you like this podcast don't forget to like and share it. Tune in for the US edition next week. I'll be back the week after and in the meantime don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Music Amazon Music and Google Podcasts.